Jesus shall reign wherever the sun doth his successive journeys run. His kingdom stretch from shore to shore, till moon shall wax and wane no more. And so, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, today is the last Sunday of the Pentecost. It is Christ the King Sunday, and it refocus our attention on the kingship of Christ. It is the 22nd of November 2020. Our theme for today's family worship service is a call to worship. Our main text is Psalm 100 verses 1 to 5, followed by Ezekiel chapter 34 verses 1 to 11, verses 20 to 24. And our gospel reading for today's family worship service is from the gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 to verse 46. Grace and peace be to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our key verses from the mentioned text are Psalm 100 verse 1 and it reads as follows. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Then Ezekiel chapter 34 verses 22b. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will judge between one sheep and another. And then from the gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 25 verse 32 is the verse that we have singled out for today's family worship service. All the nations will be gathered before him, and that is before God, and God will separate the people one from another as a shepherd shall separate the sheep from the goats. This is the word of the Lord. Come, let us join together in prayer. Create in us a new heart, O God, and put a new spirit and the right spirit within us, so that Christ may reign in our hearts. Open our ears to hear your voice. Open our eyes to behold your glory. Open our hearts to receive your grace. Open our lips to praise you with our voices. And so may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. My rock, my refuge, and my redeemer. And so we pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and unending praise. Amen. Let me repeat the scripture readings for us today as it comes to us from the Holy Scriptures. Psalm 100 verses 1 to 5. Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 to verse 16, verse 20 to verse 24. And then our gospel reading comes to us from the gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to verse 46. Our main text for today's family worship service is Psalm 100, verses 1 to 5. And the verse that we have singled out to share some thoughts with you today is verse 1. Verse 1. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him 
with joyful songs. The theme of our family worship service this morning is a call to worship, a call to worship. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, our God comes and speaks to waiting hearts. Our God comes and our God speaks to struggling souls. In corporate worship, our God, in God's mercy and love, is amongst us to renew our hearts and to renew the hearts of confused believers. In our worship of God, God is amongst us to touch the hearts of troubled souls. In corporate worship, God is amongst us to offer us mercy, to offer us forgiveness, and to offer us healing, and to offer us hope. Worshippers, therefore, don't come to corporate worship to have a jolly good sing. Maybe that can be true too. We not only come to corporate worship to pray for God's help when our lives are in a mess. Worshippers not only come to worship to honor a special event in their lives like a birthday, a marriage, a death, a promotion or advancement in their careers. Worshippers not only come to thank God from recovering from an illness like COVID-19 or cancer or any other disease or illness that brought the sight of death before us or make us to wonder about our own deaths. But when we worship and when we step into our holy sanctuaries together with fellow believers, it is because God had come. It is because God had drawn near to us. It is because God had appeared to us. It is because God had spoken to us. It is because God had confronted and, comfort and comforted us. And so, friends, when we step into our holy sanctuaries to worship, it is because God in his great love and mercy counseled us, granted us wisdom, and even a spirit of understanding. We are therefore in God's presence with other believers to worship God in response to what God has done for you and in response to what God has done for me. And we find ourselves in corporate worship because we have listened to, because we have answered, and because we have responded to the promptings and we have responded to the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have done that, listened to. We have answered and responded to the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives as we are going about and doing the things that God wanted us to do. And thus we cannot but identify with the psalmist when the psalmist says in Psalm 100, Shout for joy to the Lord of the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. Verses 1 to verse 3 of the psalm. The psalmist calls on the worshippers to praise God because God is the creator of all things. God is the great shepherd of God's people. And it is this knowledge of God's revelation and God's provision 
that leads to joyful press. It leads to the gladness of heart and the singing with lips and voices. And so, as the people gathered in the temple, the worshippers has a sense of what God has done for them personally. The worshippers has a sense of what God has done for them as a collective and as a worshipping community. Gathered in the temple of the Lord, the worshippers were fully aware of the powerful presence of God amongst them. Now they were having a great opportunity to show their gratitude and praise to God. But Jesus says in Matthew chapter 25 verse 32, All nations will be gathered before God, and God will separate the people one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And so Jesus challenges us today that in worship, and in the worshiping of God, we need to get the balance right. We cannot become so filled with adoration for Christ and for our love for Christ when we gather for worship that we lose sight of the importance of keeping our feet firmly grounded on planet Earth. Our emotions should not completely overtake us to such an extent that we forget to strengthen our spiritual roots and continue to nurture our spiritual reach in the things of God. Indeed, in worship we reach out to something, or we reach out to someone that is higher and greater than ourselves. And as we link ourselves through praise with God, it is God who understands our heart's desire. Power and inspiration comes to us as we offer praise to God. Praise lifts us up out of our spiritual poverty. It lifts us up out of our spiritual mess and even spiritual doldrums in which we may find ourselves. And praise enables us to join in fellowship with God, the Holy One. But Jesus said, if our lives is to be worth living for the multitude and the people around us, we have to possess the love of God in Jesus Christ, our Lord. We have to possess a love that ministers to the need of people in our communities, a love that points this very people to God, who can make their lives anew, a God who can fill their lives with fresh values that God alone can offer us. But one of the tragedies is that after ex exiting our holy sanctuaries, we walk the streets of Johannesburg or wherever we live, and we may not feel one touch of emotion when we look into the faces of the people around us. And because we don't look at people's faces, we are unable to see that they are torn, tattered, and broken, and weary, and without a shepherd, and even without hope in the world. It is the art artist Phil Collins who sings, and who says, she calls out to the man in the street, Sir, can you help me? 
but it is only the compassionate love of Christ that lies so deeply embedded in our souls that can motivate us to respond to the call of worship. And so Christ said this to say, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Matthew chapter 25, verse 35. Jesus points us to the possibility of worship as service. And in our response to the call to worship God, as Jesus spells it out for us in verse 35, we can depend on God's divine presence and we can depend on God's divine provision so that our disobedience to this call to worship and even the unbelief that we cannot do something may not lead us or may not lead to our exclusion from God's redemptive purposes. In worship, we become aware of the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit within our hearts. And with this realization that the Holy Spirit is present in our hearts, this makes us sufficient, makes us adequate for any crisis, for any need we need to respond to, or any opportunity that God presents to us so that we are able to worship God in spirit and in truth. Corporate worship and to respond to the call to worship with fellow believers is therefore vital for our rootedness in Christ. It is vital for our own spiritual well-being. Not only does corporate worship deepening our bonds with fellow followers, with fellow believers, and helps us to grow into the persons that God wants us to be, but we affirm in our worship that God in Jesus has called us to be in communion with God. Jesus said that if we don't get this balance right of worshipping God in spirit and in truth, and that is by keeping our feet firmly on the ground, by responding to the whispers of the Holy Spirit who is present and who abide in our hearts. To be filled with adoration for Christ is then not enough. We need to get our balance right. Otherwise, says Jesus Christ, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Verse 45. They will go away to, to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life, verse 46. We may even ask, how can this be possible? That our good, and that our gracious, and that our merciful God can judge between one sheep and another, just as Ezekiel 
is warning us. Ezekiel chapter 34 verses 22. I want to illustrate it in this way. I want to illustrate it with this narrative, a narrative which I've mentioned on a previous occasion, but which I want to take slightly beyond where I left it the last time. My late father-in-law, and this is a true narrative, my late father-in-law was connected to a ventilator for a couple of weeks, shared this narrative with me. Whilst he was completely dependent on the ventilator to breathe for him, not only did he go to heaven and was able to draw pictures about what heaven looked like, he was also taken to a place where there was an enormous long queue. People who died long ago in the community was also standing in this queue, and he was asking them, why are you standing in this queue? And he said in the relation of the story to me, he said, the answer of everyone was always the same. You need to find out for yourself. And are you also here to join this queue? And he described these people standing in this queue in this way. He said, they had long beard, they looked haggard, they were weary and torn and tattered. He said that he never got to the beginning. He said that he never got to the front of the queue in this place that portrays similarities with a desert. But he said, it is much drier than even a desert. And then he found himself back into his body. These experiences of visiting heaven and these experiences of visiting this place changed his life completely. It changed his life forever. And he said, all of these experiences, which he has described to me before his passing, he said that it happened while he was connected to this ventilator. And so, friends, listen to what Ezekiel is sharing with us today. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 22. That our good and our gracious and our merciful God can judge between one shape and another. And so, friends, no follower of Christ, no believer in the Lord Jesus Christ can be without a spiritual family. No believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, no follower of Jesus Christ can be without a place to belong, a place of worship, a local congregation where you are committed and where you are active and where you can be called upon, called upon in this way. Enter these doors with thanksgiving in your heart and this holy sanctuary with praise. Give thanks to God and praise God's name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. <clears throat> God's faithfulness continues through all generations. One thing that I have discovered is that when we have allowed people to come 
and to enter the holy sanctuary for corporate worship. During this time of COVID-19 and during this time of level one, everybody said it was so good to be in the house of the Lord and to worship with fellow believers. Everybody said, I have missed this place. And you don't know how much I have missed this place. And so when the call to worship finally comes for you, rise up today. Go to the holy sanctuary and worship God. Glory be to God, our Creator, Jesus Christ, God's Son, and the Holy Spirit who abides in our hearts. Amen. Let us join together in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, let my worship express my gratitude and my thanks to you, because you are my rock and my refuge and my redeemer. You are my God. And so we pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, to him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and unending praise. Amen.